to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. Express tour. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I start off in Philippines and then made my way to Vietnam and then went to Brunei and now I'm in an airport in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. So this Ragman series on the road is going to be a little bit different. Uh, so far I haven't got any locals to be on the show. It's just uh, been tough. The uh, I guess the accents, the uh, language barrier, if you will, is a little bit more challenging here uh, where, you know, the English isn't quite as there, right? Is like it is in like European countries and stuff like that. So all good. Uh, It's been kind of nutty. A lot going on. Uh, Crazy taxi rides, uh, getting lost in the middle of Vietnam uh, and finding breweries like in Philippines, Vietnam, and then uh, going to a town, or <laughs> not a town, a country, where there's no alcohol allowed. So Ragman was dry for 24 hours, or actually maybe 36. Go figure, right? So um, anyway, I don't... Before I start telling stories and stuff like that on what I've experienced so far, uh, I think we should go with some music. Um, why don't we do a Filipino metal band? So actually, the band I'm thinking of is Death Angel, uh, but the, you know they hail from California. They were of Filipino descent. So I tell you what, let's do some classic Death Angel. Let's do something on Frolic in the Park. Why don't we just do DC? Let's do it. <laughs>
It was like uh, Saturday night, so from Houston, it's about an 18-hour flight, so basically you arrive, you leave in the afternoon, you get there at night the next day. So I met up with my girl, and uh, we uh, we go up, have a couple beers, which was really nice, man. I needed a beer after that flight, forget about it. And then the next day was uh, kind of exploring around. It was a Sunday, so... Not much to do, but your boy Bragman was going to find some uh, breweries, and he did. And i got to say, unfortunately, the beer is just not the best. It, actually, there's some pretty cool venues, but, you know, the quality of the beer is just, it's just not there. It's not there. So anyway, uh, the next day I was going to go to Vietnam, and I found out I needed a visa. You know, no one tells me nothing. How am I supposed to know I need a visa? And getting a visa the day before you arrive is not the easiest thing. I mean, I thought if you go to China, you need a visa. Where else do you need a visa? Well, apparently you need a visa to get in Vietnam. And actually other places too. Because this, this little tour of duty, it's not just Asia. I'm going down under. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. So I'm going to do the road report from many... <laughs> different areas in the world uh, this time. So it's going to be pretty fucking cool. Uh, but anyway, I want to play another Filipino band before I get into my nightmare of uh, getting a visa. Let's do, and I don't know a lot about these guys, but it's a band called Voice of Tranquility. I want to say I have one of their records. Uh, again, we're going to go DC. This will be an all DC night. Again, I'm sitting in a airport in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, Malaysia just talking shit to you guys let's do voice of tranquility
So anyway, I find out that I need this visa and I'm panicking. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, I get online and, you know, try to see what the, you know, the timing to get one of these visas is. And I find out it takes three fucking days. I'm like, I don't have that kind of time. I got less than 24 hours. I got to get this shit done. So anyway, uh, get online and, oh my God, I got to tell you, it's so fucking irritating. All the scams out there. And I learned this, if you remember, early, earlier in the year when I had my whole problem with uh, Apple and the phone and Mardi Gras and that nightmare. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that coming again. So I found this website and they're like, hey, we can get this done. We can expedite it. It's like 70 bucks, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, sweet. <clears throat> uh, and... Uh, so I called this number. There's like a helpline. It's like, hey, can we help you out? I'm like, sure. I need help. And uh, the fucking guy answers, hello? I'm like, <laughs> okay. Hanging up now. It, it was like with the dude with Apple. Oh, hello. Uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, oh, poo. I'm like, you don't work for a company? You're not going to tell me the name of your company when you answer the phone. You're just going to say hello. It doesn't work that way. No, no, scam. So after a long, long period of frustration, I finally got a number, got it, got raped over the freaking coals. $584 to get a visa expedited. But no, that's not all. I paid. And they're like, hey, you need, you need a photo. And we need your passport. We need a good photo of your passport. So get that scanned. And then we need a photo of you with a white backdrop. I'm like, who's got a white backdrop? Who's got a scanner? I'm in the Philippines. What am I going to do? So anyway, I go on this mad rush. I go down to the hotel. I talk to the lady. She goes, oh, you can go to the mall, figure it out. We've got a scanner, but it's black and white. So you're kind of fucked. I'm like, oh, great. Thank you. Um, but go to the mall. So knowing me, I know better. And I'm with the girl, and she's like, let's ask this cop. So we ask him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, go down there. Take a left, take a right. We go down. We go look for it. There's nothing. So we hit the street. We're like, all right, let's try over here. I see the FedEx. I'm like, okay, FedEx could do that. No, there's chains on the door. That's not going to work out either. So you know what? I want to play something. I just got inspired. Little anthrax caught in a mosh. I thought it was caught in a mosh at that point.
So anyway, I do that. And then we meet some random folks on the road. And they're like, hey, um, you could go to this mall a couple blocks away. I'm like, yeah, I could, but I don't know where the fuck that is. I'm going to go where the hotel lady told me. So we go to the mad rush. Go to this mall. No one knows where there's a fucking photo booth. Long story short, we finally find this, like, uh, Kodak-type place. And uh, they're like, it's going to take 25 minutes. I was like, what, uh, develop a digital photo? Just send it to me on email. That's all I need. No, we'll, we'll, we'll do this for you. It was $2. What am I going to do? So anyway, I get that. I rush back. The lady at the Visa place is like, hey, if you don't do this, you're fucked. You're not getting in the country. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. And time was running out. And uh, long story short, I got everything together. So, I don't know. That was an adventure, man. That was an adventure. And, and a headache, at least. After that, I had real... Dude, I went to a fucking uh, Argentinian steakhouse in Philippines. And it was one of the best steaks I've ever had. It was so freaking amazing. Uh, I love a good steak. I'm not going to lie. So anyway, uh, before we go to Vietnam, before we leave Philippines, why don't we play something from one of the most famous Filipino guys out there, at least in America, Arnel Pineda. And I, you know, I bang on the guy. He's Steve Perry, karaoke singer kind of guy. But they do the uh, new stuff with Journey. It's not as karaoke. It's, he's put a little bit more of his own spin on there, so he's not totally doing Perry, but it's so close. It's like... Again, the guy's super talented, but, you know, I want Steve Perry, even if he can't hit the notes anymore. Not like he could. I want Perry back in the band. I just be in a purist, and I think they should do one tour of Perry and then just hang it up. And then let Neil Sean do whatever he wants to do and be done. Let Journey be done. I mean, shit, they're, they're not young anymore. But, uh, and I mean, they're still good. But I don't know. The new stuff doesn't do a lot for me. Anyway, let's do something off the last Journey record, and then we'll move to Vietnam. Let's do it. I lied. 
We're not going to move on to Vietnam yet. <laughs> We're going to do a beer. Mr. G. Tonight we've got the Tiger, world acclaimed lager beer, uh, since 1932. So Tiger, I mean, uh, see, I've had this before in Thailand. It's been a long time. Um, I'm trying to see where the stuff's brewed at. Shut down. Well, I don't even know this. So anyway, I'm getting it here in Malaysia. What what am I gonna do? So anyways, it's it's just a regular lager beer. The label's really cool. It's got the tiger. It's always appealed to me. I actually bought a shirt a long time ago in Bangkok with the logo on it because I thought it was so cool. Uh, so pretty cool. Uh, the beer poured out very clear, as you would think, for a lager. Nice and golden. Actually, believe it or not, there's some lacing on the glass. Um, no real head on it, but just lacing. Um, but yeah, yeah, clear, kind of kind of kind of smooth looking like you think here clink myself pretty much what you expect from a lager light smooth this one I mean I actually prefer like German lagers uh, where they're a little bit they get a little more body to them this is smooth clean crushable I mean you could drink this shit all day uh, I didn't see where it had ABV on here but I can't imagine this is over like five percent uh there we are five percent so it's it's nothing it's it's nothing to me it's a walk in the park if they as you as they would say anyway uh as far as a rating maybe a three so anyway uh before we go to vietnam or as we go into vietnam let's play some vietnam melodic death metal uh this is a band called disobey and i'm gonna do my best to say that fucking name of this song you figure it out. I don't know what it said. Let's do it. Yeah. 
I get to Vietnam, and uh, first time, and you know, I don't want to sound like a fucking dumbass here. I mean, I did pass history, but uh, I know we were in the Vietnam War, and there was North and South Vietnam. But you know, I don't know. I don't even know. I was in Ho Chi Minh City, so I don't. I don't know if that's South, North, or whatever. I want to say it's got to be. Fuck, I don't... <laughs> I ain't gonna get my history book out for this. Anyway, I knew, I know it's near Saigon. And I remember all the, like, Vietnam great movies. Uh, Apocalypse Now, my one of my favorite war movies of all time. Uh, you know, they all always talked about Saigon. So, you know, that's where we were allowed. I want to say it's South Vietnam. And, uh... But anyway, I get there and I see all these, like, communist flags and stuff. I'm like, Oh, shit, man. And my phone won't work. Go figure, right? So this is the weirdest thing is WhatsApp, uh, text messaging, and my phone. I could get calls. I could make calls. But Internet, forget about it. It ain't happening. And I remember my ex-girlfriend when she went to China talking about how she couldn't use anything, not even WhatsApp. So she had problems, and we ended up having to talk via text because nothing was working. Uh, Vietnam was a little bit different, but if you're trying to communicate with people, the only way you can communicate is if you had a Wi-Fi signal for language barriers and stuff like that. So I was kind of fucked. So anyway, I get in this cab, and the guy's like, uh, I said, do you take credit cards? Show my MasterCard. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So we get in the I get in the cab, we're going, and uh, they have a toll booth coming out of the airport parking lot, which I thought was odd. So I don't know if it's a parking area or what. And uh, homeboy pays it, and he starts pointing at this sign. And the sign's on the dash, and it basically says, hey, you got to pay for the toll if the driver's got to pay a toll. I'm like, I don't have any cash. So... We're trying to communicate. I'm trying to tell them, hey, no bueno. <laughs> no bueno don't work in Vietnam, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, so he's like, ATM, ATM. I'm like, really, dude? We're going to go to an ATM to get money so I can pay the toll. Sure enough, that's what we did. So I got enough money out for the toll and then was able to use the card for the other it was, it was just weird i don't know what it just added on the the, the whole bat, tab or whatever so i'm not sure if that toll came out of his pocket or what but it was kind of weird uh anyway get to the hotel get in my next taxi cab and give him the address the guy's good and we're going we're going we're going we're going he pulls over he doesn't know where he's going i mean i gave myself over an hour to get to this meeting where I was supposed to be 30 minutes away. And uh, <laughs> long story short, that didn't work out. So I had to text the people I was going to go see. And they're like, well, give, get the driver's number. Give it to us and we'll call him. And I'm trying to tell homeboy, you know, I need your phone number so these people can call you. He's got no clue. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, dude. I, I'm not going to fucking lie. I'm in the middle of nowhere fucking Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, wondering what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, you know the tap tracking up. This guy's fucking lost. He doesn't know what he's doing. And uh, 
it was it was almost kind of comical. So anyway, they ended up calling me. I put the the guy on the phone with the girl, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I got this. I got this." I mean, he didn't say that, but he said that in Vietnamese. And uh, long story short, he didn't get. He, he's it's like that one movie. He's like, "I got it. I got it. I got it. I don't got it." I think it was History of the World or something like that. Yeah, uh, that was him. That was him to a T. He's like, <laughs> he could not figure out where the fuck he was. So I have to text people back. I'm like, hey, man, can you call us again? Because this guy's just lost. So anyway, uh, long story short, we finally find the place. And the guy was super cool. He was like, I'm going to wait for you. So the girl comes out. She translates like he wants to wait for you. He's like, he's not going to charge you because he felt bad. I'm like, that's fucking cool. So he was going to take me to my next meeting. So I worked out. But anyway, that was kind of comical. Um, and then uh, after work was done, met up with a new friend. We went and had some beers. And uh, she showed me around Ho Chi Minh, which was really cool, man. Uh, walk around the square in Ho Chi Minh. And there was like this uh, this like this model photo shoot with all these young like Vietnamese girls doing like rap shit or something like that, which was pretty cool. And then it starts raining, uh, which, you know, it's kind of a downer. I'm like, man, it's my only time here. I really want to see more of the city, but it was really cool being in Vietnam. I dig it. I tell you what, let's try to find another Vietnamese metal band. And again, I'm not familiar with any of these bands. I'm just picking them off uh, Metal Encyclopedia. So I think this band, the name sounds familiar. So I want to check them out. This band's called The Vang, and they're progressive metal, and they're still active. They're from Ho Chi Minh, and uh, it's weird. It says uh, that's where they started, and then now they're in California. Maybe that's why I know. So anyway, let's check them out.
Alright, uh, so, left Vietnam and uh, headed to Brunei, which ended up being like an all-day event. So, nah, I mean, nothing exciting, just normal travel stuff. But I get to Brunei and uh, get to the hotel. I'm like, hey, uh, let me get a bar here. Bradman needs a beer. And the lady looked at me. She's like, uh, Mr. Ragman, I'm sorry, but uh, there's no alcohol allowed in the country. And I should have picked up on this when the, uh, the officer at the airport said, uh, do you get any alcohol or tobacco in your bags? I was like, I, I don't smoke. I don't, nah, and I don't have any booze on me either. But, I mean, the only other time that came to fruition was uh, when I came back from Cuba and it's illegal to bring that shit back in but hey that's a long story we talked about that with the ex-girlfriend that was a problem uh but anyway yeah so i guess uh well it's like what are you what are you talking about no beer no nothing i'm like i go i don't need a stiff drink i just i just need a beer nope not gonna get it i was like son of a bitch so i didn't know that there were i mean I know some places in the Middle East that are dry. Uh, I forget what I forget what it was, uh, Jebel Ali or something like that. I, I don't even know. <clears throat> I don't go there. But anyway, yeah, yeah, so dry. So I'm like, yeah, I've been needing to cut back a little bit, dry out for a day or so. So uh, anyway, walked around the city freaking really nice man and it was kind of funny because i was like the only american i was like a needle in a haystack i didn't stand out at all <laughs> yeah i did a lot because i dude i walked through the night markets and stuff like that where they had the food and all that it's all these really beautiful like uh temples a mosque or whatever they are and really 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 pretty stuff really cool to see actually pretty spectacular i mean just all the work I mean, it's like, you know, the big churches you see in, like, Europe and stuff like that. I mean, that's where they go to worship here, and they're monsters. But I will tell you, I was walking around, and I hear this, like, hmm. And I'm thinking, I watch so many horror movies, I'm like, oh, dude, there's, like, chanting. There's some weird shit going on. You know, something's going to go down. But no, it, wasn't. it was a generator or something, like, powering the building for AC. But, uh, no, Brunei was really cool. Uh, people super freaking nice. Uh, dude, I mean, walking around. I mean, there was no even any inkling of feeling unsafe or anything like that. I'm like, well, they can't drink, so it's not going to be rowdy drunks. And uh, don't be smoking, so they're not going to be doing drugs. So probably no problems here. But uh, it was pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. And the food was pretty cheap, too. So, I mean, got a deal. It's like a little tropical paradise. But it's funny. I was, I'm driving around like... You know, if I go to a beach, I'm going to want a beer or a cocktail or something while I'm on the beach. And I saw people playing golf. I'm like, well, golf's no fun. I'm not a big fan, but I got to have a beer while I'm playing golf when I do. Because if not, I'm bored out of my mind. So, Brunei was pretty interesting. So, anyway, that kind of concludes where I am as far as this first leg of what I'm calling the Orient Express Tour. 
even though I'm going down under. So I think the first leg of Orient Express is done tonight. And then uh, next episode, you're going to get something from down under, mate. I'm going to try my accent down there. I wonder how I'll do. What do you think? I think it's a winner. A lot of people say it's kind of confusing. They don't know where it's from. Hey, I could probably pull that off. Say I'm from another country no one's ever heard of. What do you think? But anyway, uh, guys, thanks for listening every week. I hope you enjoy this. I'm having fun on the road. I probably will have some uh, locals on my next show uh, when I'm down under. And that would be kind of cool because I'm going to hit some breweries and stuff like that. Uh, this, this time just wasn't the best time. So there will be more travels over here to Asia in the future. But uh, for this one, your solo ragman tonight. And uh, before I let you go, again, thank you for everything. And I'm going to give you one big horns up.